Hey everybody, Mike Dempsey here for Underdog Fantasy, who are handing out $1 million in giveaways on Super Bowl Sunday. All you need is a verified Underdog account to be eligible. So sign up for Underdog Fantasy and see if you win this Sunday. Underdog Fantasy, don't forget to use promo code 1010XL. When you want breaking sports news, tune in to 1010XL. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Or any of our social channels at 1010XL. Satisfied? <laughs> 1010XL is presented by Farrah and Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. Lax 904 presents This Week in North Florida Lacrosse. This Week in North Florida Lacrosse on 1010XL is brought to you by M Shack, Derek Prince Realtor, and Bar Down Lacrosse. Now here's your host, Ray Carnicelli. Welcome to a special edition of This Week in Lax 904, brought to you by Bar Down Lacrosse. And as I'm sure you probably realized, Ray Carnicelli is currently not here, so the co-host, Chris Milo, I, are going to be doing at least the first segment, waiting on Ray to come in. Uh, in studio with me is Jim Applegate. Jim, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Local teams go 2-0 and for the weekend. Got to be happy. Absolutely. JU uh, won their game against... Sorry. Binghamton. Binghamton. I don't know. I'm thinking about <laughs> Flagler right now. Trying to go through all my notes. I got three pages here right now. Just struggling this morning. JU won their game 9-8 to against Binghamton. Flagler won their game. 12-8 to against Embry-Riddle. Huge win for Coach Duncan. I'm pretty sure that that's his first win in program history against Embry. Uh, but for Ray this morning, uh, currently he was on a flight. He's in Jacksonville. But this, he was up in Atlanta calling the Atlanta Lacrosse Classic Gym. Is that, was, that was the name of it? That's what it was called, yes. Yeah, first year event. It was Army versus UMass. Uh, it was on ESPN+. Plus. He was with Coach Matt Kerwick. Uh, former Jacksonville University coach. And what a great game uh, to be calling. The game was tied at two uh, after the first quarter. Uh, Army was leading five to three at halftime, going back and forth a little bit. Uh, UMass tied it up at seven at the end of third, and then just a wild fourth quarter. UMass going a three-goal uh, run to make it 10-7, to seven, and then Army scores three goals in less than a minute. Jim, you were out somewhere left and then by the time you got home uh i think army was probably up by a goal or two yeah it was it was really quick i was uh yeah i was heading home i had to get to the uh the unf osprey game yesterday and so i had to drop the dog off and yeah i, w I, I left with ums i thought was going to walk away with it and got home and they're losing yeah just just an absolutely great game to be starting the season off with uh an army pulls out uh the final ended up being 13 to 12. Uh, around the rest of the nation, Division One college across uh, Virginia and Duke. I don't know if you saw those games or not, Jim, but uh, they looked both like they were in midseason form. Uh, Duke uh, just had a, an amazing game. Virginia just looked like they're, you know, going to be going back to uh, championship weekend. Is there anything that was on uh, the schedule that you saw that kind of stuck out to you? A game in the Division One. Uh, world. Yeah, I think, you know, again, you know, following JU and following their conference and, uh, 
just the way Richmond took care of Bobby Moe, um, I, that was really a little bit of a shocker to me. I, I thought uh, Robert Morris would uh, play them a little bit tougher. I, I understand Richmond's a top 20 program this year, and but uh, boy, it didn't even it didn't even look like a contest. Yeah. So Quint uh, last week was on the show with Ray, and he was talking about how Richmond is looking really good this year. Uh, they beat Bobby Robert Morris uh, twenty three to seven. That was a that was a pretty big uh, drubbing by them. Also, uh, we we were talking in the car about Georgetown a little bit. They are currently what zero and two right now. Another slow start to their season. Our boy from Ponte Vedra High School, Dylan Hess, up there getting a little bit of playing time, but uh, we'll see if they can put that together. You know, they always come into the season with high expectations, and, you know, it's a touted program. I get it, but um, back-to-back years, last year going 0-3 start, and this year an 0-2, it's, you know, how many years in a row do you want to dig a hole and try to get out of it to try to make the tournament at the yeah, end of the year? Yeah, starting the season like that is never good. Uh, that was actually another thing that Quint talked about last week on the show was uh, how Georgetown has a ton of talent, all the talent in the world, but they just can't seem to play together, put it together right now. So hopefully they figure out uh, how, to, how to play, how to win a game sooner rather than later. Uh, at the high school level, uh, not really much to talk about, Jim, this week so far. Games are starting. Uh, Ponte Vedra and Bowles were both down in South Florida this weekend uh, playing a little round-robin scrimmage with uh, St. Thomas, Aquinas, and Jupiter. Yes. Uh, I talked with Coach Poe. He said there was a little bit of a slow start for Ponte Vedra, but they figured it out, that, you know, knocking the rust off a little bit from the, uh, the offseason. I have not gotten a chance to talk to uh, Coach West yet, but I'm pretty sure that those boys are – Probably the same way. Knock a little bit of rust off, moving the ball around. I saw some highlights on Tom's uh, Instagram feed, and uh, they were moving the ball pretty quickly, like I'm sure you would expect from a, a Bulls team. Yeah, and you know, Bulls has always been about. I have superior athletes, and and now they actually have lacrosse players that go with that program, and the pace of play that they play with is really, you know, it's a fun game and exciting game to watch. Yeah. So three games that I highlighted uh, for high school this week again. Beginning of the season, we're not really sure where everybody stands. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming that you, like I, and all the, the listeners out there, probably, you know, Ponte Vedra's at the top of their division, Bulls the top of their division. Sadly, they don't play this year. Another mythical championship <laughs> that we'll have to go ahead and argue about over and over again like we did this this past year. Yeah, I, I've, I, everybody has pressed Coach Poe and Coach West, and we haven't really gotten an official answer. Uh, I'm still sticking with you got to be the best. You got to beat the best. And it hasn't happened yet. So. Absolutely. Uh, I know Coach West. That's a little bit of a dig on you. <laughs> on 2-13, so February 13th, we have Nice versus Fleming Island. Uh, two, you know, good programs um, in North Florida that have a chance to, to push Ponte Vedra to be better, to maybe make a, run, a deep run in the playoffs. And but, I think it's a really good test, right, for both those programs early in the season to see – what their team's going to kind of look like, you know, how are they going to compete against, you know, um, you know, comparable skills and skill level. And I, you know, it's actually, a, it's a, I'm really glad to see that they're playing that early um, because it's going to give them coaches an opportunity to figure out who they have to, uh, um, you know, what areas they have to improve on. Another big game. I'm not, I don't really know too much about this team, uh, but Bowles is playing Catholic Baton Rouge. Uh, they played them last year. Uh, they play on two sixteen, So it'll be interesting to see that. Also, the big game, game of the week, 10-10 XL game of the week, 
Lake Mary versus Ponte Vedra on Saturday, 217. So the JV, I coach the JV at Ponte Vedra High School. We play at noon, so I think the varsity plays at 230. Uh, rematch from last year, Ponte Vedra lost to Lake Mary, the eventual uh, state champions. Jim, what are you, what are you thinking? Um, there's this uh, midfielder by the name of Harshberger, uh, Caden Harshberger uh, for Lake Mary that um, is going to North Carolina. Um, he's ranked right now as the number four midi in the country. Yeah. Again, in the country. Um, so if you want to come out and watch a, a, a heck of a game and watch a heck of a player, I know Pontevedra stacked too. But um, you know, when you get an opportunity to see a number four midfielder in the country in your backyard, man, that, you know, to me, get out there and go see the game. Yeah, and we talked to Coach Poe, kind of texting back and forth, and he's like, you could tell that that he was going to be good, this good, in what seventh grade, I yeah. think he said. Yeah. So it's a known entity, but it's pretty it's pretty amazing to watch him uh, out there. Um. Uh, one thing, actually, I wanted to talk about is uh, this weekend, Super Bowl tonight, right? You got uh, NFL, Super Bowl, NBA's in full swing, NHL's in full swing, MLB, pitchers and catchers are coming up pretty soon. Got the PGA Tour, the Waste Management, Phoenix Open going on, the Live Las Vegas. I mean, is this not a better time? Is there a better time for sports than right now? No, there definitely is not. And, um, again, that's all good, but I'm a lacrosse junkie, so, you know, that that's all secondary compared to <laughs> compared to this weekend can i this is ray can i ask a question absolutely first time caller long time listener so jim you said the local teams went two and oh flagler and ju and then you said you went to a unf game so what am i missing here <laughs> how many times so, have I, you UNF, called me up and said how come you don't talk about unf <laughs> unf went one and one ray okay so yeah we won the we won the morning game against uh middle tennessee and then uh, we lost against fau but uh the boys are the boys are battling um and uh we're we're um, starting to figure it out and get to getting moving in the right direction. I think that they, even though they lost to FAU, they played probably their best game. All right. So for the show, uh, we're going to have Coach John Galloway on for um, the next segment, and then after that, we're going to have Coach Brian Duncan, the head coach of the Flagler Saints. Um, also, I want to thank our sponsors before we go to our first break: Bar Down Lacrosse, Cantina Louie. Ray, what do we have at Cantina Louie? Uh, you you seem to like the fajitas. I yep. like to mix it up with different types of tacos. M Shack, which Jim, I know you go to M Shack all the time. Hey, I'm a milkshake junkie, <laughs> so, so I'm out on that one. Uh, Sunrise Burger with some truffle parm fries. That's my suggestion. Uh, Derek Prince of Remax Specialist and the Jacks Blue Claws. I wanted to make sure I got that right. A little bit of a tongue twister. Jacks Blue Claws Lacrosse Club. And we're going to head to our first break. We'll see you on the other side. You're listening to 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Have a better morning drive with Brunch with the Tour. Tour news, tips, and inside info. Your highly technical golf terms. You use them on your very first lesson. Brought to you by Clearwater Irrigation. 8.30 Tuesday morning on 1010XL. Lax 904 is thrilled to welcome Bar Down Lacrosse as the title sponsor of all of our broadcasts. We are players, parents, and fans of the game, inspired by the friends we've met along the way. You've got the moves, we've got the goods. Bardon Lacrosse is family-owned and operated in Jacksonville, Florida. Our goal is to deliver quality products, develop relationships with our customers, and treat every sale with integrity. Locations also in Bonita Springs and Pensacola. Visit bardownlacrosse.com. Looking for a new or used firearm? 
Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach will get you locked and loaded. New firearms coming in weekly and always looking for used guns. No lines and no waiting. Online at BeachesJewelryandPawn.com. M-Shack Burgers, Shakes, and More is the newest sponsor of our LAX 904 broadcast. Fusing together the feel of an old-fashioned burger joint with the exceptional quality found in other Madura Brothers culinary concepts, M-Shack has been offering Jacksonville families elevated, fast, casual dining options at an affordable price for over 10 years. Today, M-Shack locations in the St. John's Town Center and the Nocatee Town Center offer guests a menu that includes all-natural, hormone-free beef burgers, all-beef hot dogs, and mouth-watering milkshakes. Friends and families of La Crosse in North Florida will love the gourmet shakes like the glorious Oreo cheesecake, mouth-watering cookies and cream, mind-blowing pecan pie shakes, and more. In addition to the amazing M-Shack burger, be sure to try a Sunrise Burger, Veggie Burger, or the amazing gluten-free CrossFit Burger. Lacrosse fans, visit mshackburgers.com to see the entire menu or visit an M-Shack in person today. You know, many plumbers won't quote prices over the phone and instead charge a service fee for an in-home estimate. Of course, because they know once they're in your home, you're probably not going to send them away. But Roland Reese Plumbing is different. Roland will give you a price quote over the phone. And there's never a trip charge or service fee for an estimate. So if you've got a leak and can't wait a week and don't like paying unnecessary fees, call on Roland Reese Plumbing at PlumbingJacksonville.com. Founded in 2014, Cantina Louie was built on the principle of serving products of the highest quality with an ambiance that is perfect fit for any occasion. Our wide selection of creative offerings is sure to appease everyone's appetite, from a la carte tacos to specialty cocktails to authentic Mexican street food and more. Cantina Louie is guaranteed to satisfy your Mexican cravings. Locations throughout North Florida. For your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to the Jacks College Baseball Classic, February 23rd to 25th at 1 to 1 Financial Ballpark, text BASEBALL to the text line covered by Lifetime Flooring at 641-1010. With more than two decades of experience in the Florida lacrosse landscape, Blue Claws offers a local club lacrosse experience anchored in the learning fundamentals of the sport from the best coaches locally and beyond. We focus on skills, drills, technique, and hard work. We attend tournaments in Florida in both the fall and summer. We are currently accepting registrations for all seasons. Visit jacksblueclawslax.com. Tone 10XL is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. Now more of the fastest game on two feet with This Week in North Florida Lacrosse on 1010XL. Welcome back to This Week in LAX 904, brought to you by Bar Down Lacrosse. My co-pilot, Chris, here to the left. Nicely done, Christopher. Thank you. Jim Applegate, wearing his UNF Osprey shirt on after a one-in-one weekend for the Ospreys. Uh, Casey, who's going to win the Super Bowl? What's that now? Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Oh, man, uh, I, I, it's going it's to be the 49ers. I'm just going to keep going with that. Yes. Everybody else keeps saying the Chiefs. Chris, it's going to be the 49ers. I'm Let's going go. 49ers. I don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. What about you, App? Uh, I'm going Niners. Okay. I'm an NFC fan. so We want to welcome on our next guest, Coach John Galloway. Coach, who wins the Super Bowl? Football. Football got canceled about two weeks ago. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Coach, 9-8. to eight. 
kind of what you expected, a battle, close game? Yeah, I feel like I was able to predict the future. You know, it was uh, exactly what we expected. Just a really impressive unit at Binghamton, a hot face-off guy that gave us trouble early on, a goalie that, uh, for my money, is probably going to be one of the best we see all, all year. And, um, you know, found a way to, to keep throwing haymakers. And, 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 you know, unfortunately enough for us, we were able to land the last one at the end. Uh, your goalie played pretty good. Tell us about Ryan. <laughs> yeah, he did. You know, he got sat it, I think, for 18 saves. We counted 21 uh, when we sat it back. Um, you know, what, what's even more encouraging is I, I thought they were saves that we would we would be preferring to give him. I thought, obviously, he stole probably four or five. But um, the shots that we were giving up, I was, I was encouraged with. And, you know, it's a early season. I'm, I'm sure everyone's working through some stuff. But Ryan, I thought, was a shining light in that game. And uh, specifically in the first half, I think he had 13 saves in the first half. And, um, you know, a lot of them of the of the catch, which is, uh, allowed us to play some transition and gave us a few of those goals on the scoreboard. So you, you mentioned their face-off guy uh, got hot, and you, you mixed it up. Can you tell, you know, there's different styles, and some guys match up better against other players. Tell us about uh, your face-off game. Yeah, you know, Nathan has been such a steady Eddie for us for so long and, and given us such consistency, and we've never really had the opportunity to, to give him a chance to just catch his breath and, um, you know, the kid. Chaz now came out hot, and, and we decided to, to put in a young man, Drew Ripien, who's been really good at practice, and I'm really so proud of him, how he was able to respond. I believe he was 8-13 on the day as a freshman, his first game back in Baltimore. He's a Baltimore kid. And uh, and, and even more importantly, how Nathan handled it and, and, and the way that he communicated on the sidelines and was giving Drew tips and, you know, that type of veteran leadership. You know, it's pretty cool to know that we have two guys in the bank right now that they have won a lot of face-offs on game day. Hey, Coach Galloway, it's Milo. Again, so last Sunday you talked about uh, this game. You thought it was going to be a heavyweight fight. Obviously, it turned out to be that. But one name uh, kept popping up in the live stats feed, and that was Dalton Hubs, the transfer from uh, Transylvania. He ended the game with one assist and five ground balls. Can you just tell us a little bit about him? Yeah, really proud of him. You know, he actually came up a little bit lame last week in the Tampa scrimmage, so we held him out and didn't practice much this week, but just athletically, pound for pound, he's our strongest guy. You know, he's powerlifting numbers that are NFL numbers, and his stick work is, is still developing, but he has such a growth mindset. And, you know, he was such a, a, a energy starter for us in between the lines with his athleticism. And, you know, he's been, played offense at Transylvania for the last four years. So it's not that he's foreign to that side of the field, but, um, you know, when he does cross that midfield line with a head of steam, it's pretty fun to watch. And I thought that entire rope unit, but obviously him and Tucker Garrity kind of leading the way generated some moments for us where we were able to take a, a two and three goal lead. And ultimately that was enough at the end. Coach, you've got some new guys in at, at close defense and not having watched the game. Uh, can you just give us some color on who did what and how obviously low scoring game, some, some shots on goal, but uh, how did the close guys play? Yeah. Proud of that unit. I mean, we have, Three guys that started down there that did not start the last game last year. Uh, two of two of them are freshmen. Um, you know, really proud of Kale Tolby. He, he's a guy that you know has been kind of earning his way. He hadn't really emerged into that spot. Was actually playing LSM for us last week and started at close this week and in um, cover 31 covered their leading scorer and did a, a, an incredible job. Actually cramped up in the third and uh, wasn't able to go back in. So again, some of these early season things that we need to to learn and address, but. So proud of him and, and how he performed. And Aaron Toguri, I thought, really answered the, the, the battle of the challenge of a really key matchup. And that Binghamton attack is pretty special. I mean, they're going to win a lot of games 
they did win a lot of games last year and uh, scored a lot of goals in that unit. So for those four guys to hold up the way they did, um, it's, it's a good start for us. But you know, what's cool is the growth that's ahead of them. There's so much to be had with that unit. And um, you know, we're back in the office today and we'll be with the team here in, in about an hour and a half. And um, you know, the challenge for us is how much better can we get today? Because that's, that's the coolest part about this team is there's so much more meat on the bone. There's so much youth. Uh, it's kind of a youth movement right now, and uh, it's been a joy for the coaches to work with. Coach, I just looked up the weather in Poughkeepsie, New York, <laughs> and on Saturday, a low of 21, a high of 33 with snow in the forecast. So uh, what went into scheduling an early season game in Poughkeepsie? <laughs> just how we drew it up. You kidding me? Uh, it's, there's going to be sun spring out. break, I, baby. I, I saw the sun out already. I mean, shoot, I was joking with the staff, you know, coach, uh, coach Applegate will tell you, you know, in 2017, and when you went up to Hartford, I don't know if uh, we had many guys that had seen snow or cold, like they saw that day. And, you know, now you look at our team and everyone's from Philadelphia and New York and New Jersey. And um, so it's not foreign to us. And, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be better than being 10 degrees. You know, there's a lot of, the bonus there as well. So we'll get some sunshine and guys will be excited to get out there. We've been practicing a t-shirt and shorts, no matter what, even at those 40 degree Thursday mornings, trying to emulate or, you know, simulate as much as we can. But, um, you know, it was, they came to us last year at the home and home and cool opportunity for a lot of guys to get back to maybe their neck of the woods. And, and more importantly, it's, it's a chance for us to go one and oh, and chance for us to, to continue to get better as a, as a very young and uh, excited team that, that wants to grow. The, the thing about having those early season road games, in my opinion, obviously uh, Maris next week and then uh, Friday night game at, at Duke, is you win those games. It's, it's almost like the NFL. You win the first quarter of the season and you steal wins on the road because I think every road wins like like theft. It's so hard hard to, to do in these days when all these teams are so good. Um, and then you, you come back home for Michigan. Coach, uh, yesterday I was up in Atlanta for that Atlanta Lacrosse Invitational and I uh, got to see Coach Emmer. He was there, uh, Coach Albarisi, and it was the first time I ever met Coach Canella and Coach Bresci. So it was, a, it was a big lacrosse festival. But one of the things I noticed was the the coaches, they seemed to all just get along. I think it's the commonality of the experience, knowing what they go through, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Can you just give us a little flavor of what it's like being in that fraternity? Because that's what it seemed yeah, like I've... to me from the outside. Yeah, well, well said. I think the word you just used at the end, it's this, it's this fraternity, it's this commonality that, you know, you, you know what each one is going through. You know, the, the struggles of a Sunday morning after a loss, you know, the highs of a of a Saturday afternoon win, uh, you know, the evolution of team. I mean, you, you constantly are evolving as a coach, as a team, as a program. And, you know, guys that have been doing it for a long time at, 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 at their, you know, at their institutions, the different ways that they do it. And then there's the mutual respect that goes into it. You know, we spend so much time on the road together, recruiting, working events, um, you know, discussing. I mean, you know, I'm on a I'm on a committee that's working committee, and you know, Coach A is on it, and Coach Emmer is the chair, and the guys that I grew up watching and, and idolizing as a kid in Syracuse, New York. So there's this this really cool fraternity that comes along with this sport that, you know, that you just I don't know if you get that in many other sports, and uh, I feel very spoiled to be a small part of it, and. Um, you know, I, I know that we said it yesterday when we got on the plane, half the teams in the country right now are, you know, are just staring at their computer wondering what the hell happened. And the other half are, are trying to just keep continuing to get better. And, you know, we only have 11 Sundays left before it's election wow. Sunday. And we got to enjoy every one of those 11 Sundays. And some are going to be high. Some are going to be low. I, I, would, I would categorize 
this one is kind of right in the middle or where you, you know, you shoot nine for 46 and you're upset, but you, you win. So you're happy. And you know, the, uh, the litany of emotions that comes with it. So uh, I appreciate you saying that Ray, because it is this really unique uh, relationship that us coaches have that, um, you know, only the spring brings out the best of us. Yeah, and I, I mentioned to Coach Alberici that you know he was the new guy in the matchup because his 19 years at Army does not compare to Coach Canella's 30 years. It's just mind-boggling. <laughs> uh, hey, well, quick question for you. We had a, a replay in the Army uh, UMass game, critical point in the game. It was uh, a goal. Have you had any replay calls yet, or have they even been set up in the, your two games? Yeah, we, we did in our scrimmage against Tampa. Um, it was a... Uh, a crease, um, a non-violation. Sam Chase scored a goal at the end of the scrimmage. Yeah, we were ready to rush um, on the field if they disallowed that. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it was a cool, it was a cool deal. You know, it's, it's it's really impressive with this technology where you would think, okay, there's only one or two cameras. Can you really see that closely? Um, I don't know about the ball, the ball crossing the goal mouth. I think to be able to see that, you're going to need those cameras in the cages, like you see on Final Four weekend. But um, you know, for the crease, it's it's actually pretty pretty um you know pretty good pretty clear so uh we had it in game in that scrimmage we did not have it up at u.s lacrosse facility part of it just being a neutral site and the challenges that come with that is obviously as you guys saw just the lack of streaming but um you know we'll, we'll continue to work on having it for all of our home games and uh i expect that we'll have it on most of our away games as well so as you probably saw yesterday it's it's not only um a big deal in terms of making a big decision but it also can be a, a momentum changer and how you handle that you know, that downtime as a team. So, you know, we're talking about that as a staff as well. Well, Coach, I appreciate you taking the time this morning. Uh, congratulations. It's a, it was a huge win. I have a lot of respect for, for Binghamton, knowing what that program's all about. And uh, being able to go on the road and, and, and take one back to Jacksonville is just a, it's a big deal. And uh, best of luck up there in Marist. Do you have those Carhartt gloves still that you wore in, at Hopkins <laughs> a couple years ago? Yeah, you know, I, I I've re- I've retired those. I got too much. I couldn't handle it. But uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be we'll be warm and we'll be ready and prepared. And the weather is certainly not going to be an excuse. We we got a great trip planned, and we're excited to be able to to get back to work today to to, to you know prepare for a team in Maris that just scored 17 goals, and um, you know is, is a team that I know you know made an NCAA tournament appearance last year. So it'll be a cool challenge for us, and we're ready to get back to work. Well, coach, thank you very much. Enjoy uh, what's left of your weekend, and uh, once again, congratulations. Thanks, guys. Have a great Super Bowl Sunday. Thank you. Coach John Galloway of the undefeated 1-0 JU Dolphins. So I know it's frustrating for everybody not having the live stream. Uh, actually, one of the parents texted me. There was some type of stream. I don't. I, I was calling a game, so I didn't get a chance to look at it. I don't know if it was somebody holding a phone or Maybe what. Maybe like an Instagram live or something just I, their I think phone that's what it might, it might have been. But, you know, you, you can only glean so much from the stats. Obviously, you, you know the flow because you were following the live stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but for me, it was just the score. And I'm not surprised at all. Like, Binghamton's good. And Jacksonville, they've only been practicing a couple weeks. With all those new guys, like, what, 12 transfers and a bunch of freshmen, it's a, it's a turnover from the fall. Yeah, it really is. And I think, um, you know, Coach Galloway said it the best. You know, they were playing a, a really good goalie, um, and their shooting wasn't all that good. So they got a lot of room to improve. But sometimes those good goalies get in your head, and you try to shoot, you know, be too perfect in your shots. You know, it's... The old school is seeing that, hitting that, right? You don't have to worry about pinging corners all the time. Well, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. You're listening to This Week in Lax 904 on 1010XL, brought to you by Bar Down Lacrosse. 
She's very comfortable talking sports and hanging out with the boys. Mia O'Brien here, still providing the best multimedia sports coverage in Northeast Florida on 1010XL radio, video, and social channels. All things Mia are driven by Arlington Toyota. Founded in 2014, Cantina Louie was built on the principle of serving products of the highest quality with an ambiance that is perfect fit for any occasion. Our wide selection of creative offerings is sure to appease everyone's appetite, from a la carte tacos to specialty cocktails to authentic Mexican street food and more. Cantina Louie is guaranteed to satisfy your Mexican cravings. Locations throughout North Florida. Make a crucial catch against colon cancer. Hicken here for the Borland Groover Foundation. If you're 45 or older, the ball is in the red zone to get screened. The key to surviving colon cancer, early detection and prevention. 45 is the new 50. Get screened for colon cancer now. The Borland Groover Foundation is a nonprofit organization devoted to building a healthy and equitable community that is free from colon cancer. Visit BorlandGrooverFoundation.com for more. Buying or selling a home? Call Derek Prince with Remax Specialists. With the limited number of homes on the current Northeast Florida market, you need an agent with the right connections, technology, and strategies to achieve your home buying or selling vision. Whether you're feeling overwhelmed and want someone to take the wheel, or you just need a second opinion, you can count on Realtor Derek Prince with Remax Specialists. Visit Derek's website at DerekPrinceSells904.com. That's D-E-R-E-K-P-R-I-N-C-E-S-E-L-L-S-904.com or give them a call at 904-563-5050. With Golden Hammer Roofing, enjoy the benefits of their five-year workmanship warranty. Peace of mind knowing you're protected. There's no out-of-pocket should you have an issue. Having a transferable warranty is a key home selling point for the future. If there's an issue, we've been in the business for over 30 years and we'll answer the phone. Call or visit Golden Hammer today for their five-year workmanship warranty. Golden Hammer Roofing and Gutters. Golden Hammer. The golden standard in roofing. Get your news and notes from the swamp. Alligators on because they got all them teeth. I'm Taylor Dahl, and I'll bring you the Gator Report to keep you connected to Gainesville. Wow. Brought to you by Darley's Plumbing, where quality counts on 1010XL. With more than two decades of experience in the Florida lacrosse landscape, Blue Claws offers a local club lacrosse experience anchored in the learning fundamentals of the sport from the best coaches locally and beyond. We focus on skills, drills, technique, and hard work. We attend tournaments in Florida in both the fall and summer. We are currently accepting registrations for all seasons. Visit jacksblueclawslax.com. 1010XL is presented by Farrah and Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. Buckle up your chin strap. You're listening to This Week in North Florida Lacrosse on 1010XL. Chris, did you pick the music or did Casey? Casey picked the Casey, music. I, I, like I let him free, free Boom, shakalaka. Welcome back to This Week in Lax 904, brought to you by Bar Down Lacrosse, Cantina Louie, the M Shack, Derek Prince of Remax Specialist, the Jack's Blue Claws Lacrosse Club. It's a, t- it's a tongue fast. twister. You, Jim, back me up on this, right? I'm from Long Island, man. I, I can't say that. <laughs> I, I thought I told you guys I only want to hear Taylor Swift all day today. Oh, all Taylor all day. I quit. I want to welcome on. <laughs> I want to welcome onto the show the head coach of the victorious 
Flagler Sage, once again, we got a streak going. Brian Duncan, Coach Dunk, congratulations. Uh, thank you, Ray. I appreciate you, man. Hey, Dunk, 12-8. to 8, um, I think it was your first game in program history. I went down and called that game at, in Daytona, correct? Uh, yes, I was down in Daytona, yes. So you've come you've come a long way. Your your team is really good. Eight to four halftime lead, twelve to eight final. Uh did things go as planned? Any surprises? Uh things went as as, as well as we expected. I mean, we, we went out and kind of dominated the early the minutes of the game. I mean, through the first quarter we were I think it was a five one first quarter and, and we just were in a really good flow on offense, on defense. We were doing the things that we talked about and we kinda knew a few of their threats. Uh they had a very good freshman class come in, so we had to kind of adjust a little bit to some guys that we didn't know. And um, yeah, I thought you know the balance of our team right now is why we're doing well. We have a an offense that's able to play with with you know against a good defense, and we have a defense that's able to to stop good offense. So right now, the balance and the goalie play and the faceoff play. I mean, we were sixty one percent in the goal yesterday and seventy six percent at the faceoff circle, and um, with with one of our you know our starting guys. So. Wow. Defense only gave up two goals and one assist to the attack. You know, I mean, everybody's doing their job, and so we're we're finding a little bit of success. Uh, Duncan, it's Milo. Hey, I, I'm glad you talked about the those quick goals in the beginning. Uh, my first question: Tell me about Griffin Moore, the freshman from Winter Park, who had three goals in the first quarter, and then Trace McDonald, the sophomore from Fort Lauderdale, who had a goal and three assists in the first quarter and finished the game with two goals and I think it was five assists. Wow. Yeah, we uh we we got busy early um because they jumped into a zone. I mean, we scored a couple goals quick and you know, uh Griffin is just such an athlete. He's big, he's you know, he's 6'3" and he's he's stronger than most freshmen that come into a program. He he works harder than anybody and and his work's paying off. I mean, he's, you know, he's I think he's got about six or seven goals already in the season and he's playing big boys that are that are trying to stop him and he's He's just doing the job, and then Trace is just the quarterback of our team. He's he's a guy that's super fast. He's hard to cover, so you know you got to slide to him a lot. And and when they jumped into the zone, he just really sat back there and was patient with the ball. And we got good movement on the inside. I think Griff got two of the goals out of the zone offense by being inside and catching it and putting it in. So um, yeah, those guys are really stepping up. And Tyler Douglas is just our you know, workhorse go-to guy that gets ground balls and dodges and creates trouble. And um, so, you know, those guys are all doing their job, man. It's, it's been fun to watch so far. Yeah, it's nice to see some of the younger guys out there uh, producing so early in the season. But the other guy I wanted to talk about, uh, your senior goalie, Nate uh, Lair. He had some highlight reel saves in the game. Uh, can you just talk to him about how cool – it seemed like he's very cool and calm uh, in between the pipes. Yeah, you know, Nate was a guy that came in our last club year from Limestone as a transfer. He just he was he was up there and and uh, wasn't happy and came down and and every year I've brought in goalies and told Nate, hey Nate, it's not your job. You know, we're gonna go with this guy probably, and you know, you 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 can sit here and keep trying. And he just kept trying and he he kept showing up and he kept putting up numbers and he keeps getting the trust of the defense. And so now he's kind of our guy. Like he, there's no question of who we want to try to start right now. And, you know, he's had two games over 60%, uh, the, the Lynn game and, and also this Embry-Riddle game. So, um, you know, I think, he, you know, he, he's a guy that is settled because he's a wrestler. You know, we last year when we got to the end of the year and we got to the playoffs, 
we didn't even talk about lacrosse. We just kept talking about wrestling. And I kept asking him, you know, what are you going to do to get at that point in the last, you know, period? You know, you, you got to win the state championship today. And he would just settle himself and he, and he gets himself ready. And, you know, he prepares himself during the week with, with the way we, we warm him up. And I've been taking over the goalies, so I'm working with him pretty, you know, every day. And uh, these guys are they're getting better and better in the goal. So that, that's making our team better. Hey, Dunk, um, I got a couple of questions for you, too, here, buddy. Um, hey, first of all, yeah, congratulations on the, uh, on the win. And uh, we went to the game, the Tampa game, over the weekend or, or during the week. And then I was just really surprised. Uh, I'm, I mean, surprise isn't the right word, but you know, just the athleticism on your team um, and, the, and the fact that um, it just doesn't look like there's any quit in those guys. No, they're, they're fighters, man. They, that's kind of our, our mantra. You know, we talk about adversity a lot because we've come from nothing to, you know, having a piece of dirt in the ground to having a turf field to having, you know, club guys mixed with the first class to having a second class with some transfers and then having a third class with some more transfers. And I did, I focused on the defense to try to get us to be able to play on that end of the, the ball. And I, I recruited for the offense. And, and so the offensive guys are, you know, stepping up and doing their job. I mean, the three top scorers right now are all Florida boys, which, you know, that's pretty neat. You know, they were, they were top-ranked guys in the state, and I was able to keep them in state, and, and they're here producing. So, um, yeah, this team has no the, – the fight's there. They, they want it – you know, they talk about adversity breeds champions to each other all the time when we get in tough moments, and, and now they're starting to live it. You know, we're, we're, we're coming out and we're starting to be composed and – you know, we got some things to improve on, right, Jim? I mean, it, sure. if you watch play, we we can get a little scattered at times, and and so we we got to we got to figure out how to focus for sixty minutes, and then I think then we can talk about you know competing with some of the top teams and and being able to maybe pull a win at some point. Yeah, I mean that's a tough early season matchup, but like you said, you learn so much from that. Um, the other thing too is uh, we just got off the phone with uh, Coach Galloway and. Um, he talked about the the strength that he has now, uh, you know, at the faceoff with two guys there, and um, I noticed that you guys have been doing really well at the X. You want to talk about those guys? Yeah, you know, it's great that the the senior that's leading us is, is a guy that you know he he was injured all through high school. He never got to compete in the high school ranks very much, and he was a wrestler as well. And you know, he came here as a club guy, and he's been here the entire time. He kind of was the the backup to. Uh, to Jake Griffin, who was first team all conference last year. And, um, you know, he just, we, we brought in a guy early in the year to talk to our faceoff guys about technique out of Baltimore. And, and we, we worked on some wing play scenarios that, that are really playing out to our favor. So I think it's a combination of the wing play and the faceoff guys working together and, and three on three in the faceoff wing to, to faceoff guy. And, and they, they've got a plan and they're executing. And, and, you know, the, the senior, he just really has a great, Right now, he's on. Is the that Matt, ball. Coach he's Matt Matriga? Yes, sir. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, Matt Matriga, number twenty-seven, and you know we have a sophomore, John Dowdy, who is also very good on the whistle and goes out the front a lot. Like like Matty will kind of get it right to himself and kind of go out the back and and move to the wing, and then you know John's kind of going out the front and pushing as hard as he can to get out. Um, so the combination of the two has been really good, and and they're both talented, and and we have a guy who works with their with the face-offs, you know, two to three times a week. So, you know, they're getting good reps. Coach, you know, we, we all love the game and the athleticism and the skill and the speed and all of that, but it's the little things around our sport, too, that are pretty cool. And I just want to give you a couple anecdotes. 
Uh, yesterday I was up in Atlanta and it was before the game and you know I'm bouncing off the walls and my my play-by-play partner is he's so chill he's like trying to get me to calm down and it's you know Coach Kerwick and I I walk out of the booth to to uh, get some air and uh, guy's got a Flagler hat on Flagler lacrosse hat and I and so it immediately, immediately calmed me down I started talking to him is uh, Mr Murray his son's on your team yeah. uh, yeah. Bill Murray so that that was pretty cool just seeing. In this giant four thousand people in attendance lacrosse facility, you know the guy repping the, the Flagler College, which lacrosse it didn't exist just a couple of years ago. And then um, in the Tampa game, I, I I can't remember if something good happened or something bad happened, but uh, Griffin Moore was uh, running off the field, and uh, as he got towards the box, Garrett Moore came out and gave, just gave him a big hug, and uh, it was it was just really cool to see their relationship on the field and. You and Coach King and the rest of your staff uh, in that Tampa game, you know, it was getting a little sideways there. You really calmed those guys down. Like Jim mentioned that they just kept fighting, but there was no panic on the sidelines. And I know your relationship with your staff is is very strong, and it goes well beyond the lacrosse field. So that was just three things that, you know, jumped to mind that involved Flagler over the last week. Well, I tell you, I, I, I think you're right when you when you say the staff and the way the team kind of reacts to each other. The culture right now is very strong, and we're trying really hard to continue to work on that part of it as we continue to ramp up competition to try to win some games. Because the first two years, you're just trying to go out and get what you get, right? You're you're trying to figure out who you are, what you are, who, if you got any guys that you can build off of. And we did. We found a bunch of guys during those two years. And now this year is a little different. Like, we – we talked about it in the in the fall with it, that our expectation, you know, it's different. We have an expectation based team now, not a team that we're just trying to plug holes and figure out. Like we're we're trying to go for it a little bit, and these guys are getting after. It and the staff is amazing. I mean, James Foot and and Tim King and Ephraim Gutierrez and Neil Rodden and Jaron Wopel. You know, Jaron was a an All American at Navy, and he comes out and helps out once in a while and looks over things. And and so it's just nice to have all those quality people around these young men because they're they're helping mentor these guys into being men not not just lacrosse players so it's it, it's fun we're having a good time what's uh, your expectation about uh, florida tech next saturday you know i think florida tech's really good i mean they've got some pretty veteran guys in different spots that we got to deal with and and we're going to go down there with an attitude that we want to compete with them for for 60 minutes and see what happens at the end if we can score one more than them then you know we'll come home with a real happy bus ride chiefs or niners I'd say Niners. All right. Did you expect I, anything less? I mean, Balt- he's a Baltimore Ravens guy, so he's got to pick the yeah, Niners. And, and the Niners, I mean, that, that's how I met my wife. You know, we, we were at a Super Bowl party. It was Niners-Ravens okay. back in the Ravens game. So, and she's a Niners fan, so uh, she's from California. So, that yeah, I've got to go with the Niners. So you were afraid to say KC. <laughs> I think I'm the only one who said KC. You know, we were actually talking about your, your sweet wife this weekend. I was talking to Coach Kerwick, and – you know, we're we're just talking. She's had such a great influence on you, Donk. Like you, she's so sweet. And um, you know, seeing her and I didn't, I didn't see her at the Tampa game, but seeing her over the years at the field, uh, it's got to be nice because she's into it too. What's it like having your your wife into the games? Uh, she just loves the competition part of it, and she likes to see us do well. And she's watched the whole journey. You know, Ray. She she watched me go from struggling to to get to a field and, and want to keep coaching to, you know, getting the announcement to now we're building it. And we've been through two tough years where I've had to go up and down and yeah, she's a trooper, man. She's been behind me the whole time and, and I'm just grateful for her. So yeah, this year's fun. 
she gets to be excited when we come home and win and yeah, it's a, it's it's a it's a good good response. Well, Dunk, we're excited for you and and your boys. Uh enjoy the rest of your weekend and uh get back at it. All right, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me on. Thanks, Dunk. Coach right, Brian Duncan. Uh wow, we you, Galloway and Duncan, we're so fortunate. I mean, Dun- Duncan's just a lifer. Like yeah. we were talking about when he first came to Jacksonville, he he casually knew Coach Kerwick um, through just club ball in, in the Maryland area. And uh, when the program was being found, Duncan basically called Kerwick up and said, I'm coming. And Matt's like, well, I don't have a lot of money. Um, you know, I'm just trying to get things settled. He goes, that's okay, but I'm coming. I'm going to be your assistant coach. And next thing you know, Dunk's here building the program. And uh, he was so influential. It was like two, having two head coaches on the sideline, his Maryland connections. He won a championship, a national championship at Essex Community College. Uh, and he's done so much here. I mean, you guys have known him for as long as I have now, and just so fortunate to have these people in our community. Yeah, and then and the knowledge and what he does for the local lacrosse community, the kids, all the youth teaching and everything that he's done over the years. I, I'm pretty sure, and I'm sure you're, everybody will agree with this, is he's made lacrosse in North Florida better. Yeah, he really has, and I really like the fact that he's really scouring for that talent in Florida because let's keep the Florida boys home. We've got to love seeing that. Build that wall right on the George border, right? <laughs> Keep it there. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, it'll be our final segment of the week. You're listening to This Week in Lax 904, brought to you by Bar Down Lacrosse. Have you heard? 1010XL talk shows are on demand. If you can't catch your favorite show on 1010XL, you can always catch it on demand at 1010XL.com. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Win cash prizes at underdogfantasy.com. Lax904 is thrilled to welcome Bar Down Lacrosse as the title sponsor of all of our broadcasts. We are players, parents, and fans of the game, inspired by the friends we've met along the way. You've got the moves, we've got the goods. Bardon Lacrosse is family-owned and operated in Jacksonville, Florida. Our goal is to deliver quality products, develop relationships with our customers, and treat every sale with integrity. Locations also in Bonita Springs and Pensacola. Visit bardownlacrosse.com. He's not Pistol Pete, he's Pete Prisco. Been on the wanted list almost 20 years. CBS Sports senior NFL writer Pete Prisco joins the Frangie Show Friday afternoons on 1010XL. Brought to you by Showtime Sports Cards and Collectibles. Buying or selling a home? Call Derek Prince with Remax Specialists. With the limited number of homes on the current Northeast Florida market, you need an agent with the right connections, technology, and strategies to achieve your home buying or selling vision. Whether you're feeling overwhelmed and want someone to take the wheel, or you just need a second opinion, you can count on Realtor Derek Prince with Remax Specialists. Visit Derek's website at DerekPrinceSells904.com. That's D E R E K P R I N C E S E L L S 904.com or give them a call at 904-563-5050. Discover the difference that local expertise makes at First Coast Lighting and Fans. Visit their showroom at the Avenues and browse high-quality products to match your desire for elegance, quality, and uniqueness at First Coast Lighting and Fans. Hey, this is David here with Royal Pest Services. Do you have that room in the house that is just too cold in the winter and just too hot in the summer? To learn about our pest-rated insulation, visit royalpestservices.com or call 886-2847. 
M Shack Burgers, Shakes, and More is the newest sponsor of our Lax 904 broadcast. Fusing together the feel of an old-fashioned burger joint with the exceptional quality found in other Madura Brothers culinary concepts, M Shack has been offering Jacksonville families elevated, fast, casual dining options at an affordable price for over 10 years. Today, M Shack locations in the St. John's Town Center and the Nocatee Town Center offer guests a menu that includes all-natural, hormone-free beef burgers, all-beef hot dogs, and mouth-watering milkshakes. Friends and families of La Crosse in North Florida will love the gourmet shakes like the glorious Oreo cheesecake, mouth-watering cookies and cream, mind-blowing pecan pie shakes, and more. In addition to the amazing M Shack burger, be sure to try a Sunrise Burger, Veggie Burger, or the amazing gluten-free CrossFit Burger. Lacrosse fans, visit mshackburgers.com to see the entire menu or visit an M-Shack in person today. 1010XL is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. After a quick pass, we're back to this week in North Florida Lacrosse on 1010XL. <laughs> Welcome back to This Week in Lax 904, brought to you by Bar Down Lacrosse, our title sponsor of all of our broadcasts, including next Saturday, Lake Mary at Ponte Vedra. Should be a good one. Get out there and go see it, man. It's going to be a great game. Which one of you guys is joining me? I'm going to be on the sidelines, so it's got to be Jim. Okay. Uh, I thought Chris lost the the coin toss. (laughs) Lost? (laughs) (laughs) Hold on a second there. We want to thank Bar Down Lacrosse, Cantina Louie, the M Shack, Derek Prince of Remax Specialists, Jack's Blue Claws Lacrosse Club. <laughs> Nailed it. If you have any questions for us, give us a call at 904-641-1010. Questions or comments, opinions, we want to welcome on a caller. Pat, Pat, are you out there? Hey, I am. Uh, it is so refreshing to hear hear this, this program. Um, I came here, believe it or not, in 1974 and was one of the first guys that started the Roadside Armadillos uh, Lacrosse Club here in Jacksonville. Played for 15 years or more, and it is still my social circle, those guys from back in those days. And it has been so much fun to watch lacrosse grow over the last 50 years. And it is, it is refreshing to hear you guys on the radio talking lacrosse, uh, and we've got great great teams now on the high school level and the, the kids level and we got we got ju going nuts and now flagler's going good it's just it's, it's just great to hear you hey, Pat. i haven't heard you yep hey anyway no no i, I want to ask you a question because sure. i joined the armadillos in 1990 and there were still yep. some of the holdovers from you know the, the original not necessarily the original but you know some of those guys yeah. that you probably crossed over with like joe avidudi and um yeah, just Joe's so, one of my best friends. We played together at Navy. Yeah, he was. He's one of the greatest players I've ever played with because he was still, yep. uh, even though he was getting up there. You know, we won the yep. we won the state title in '94, and it was like the first time it had Jacksonville did it since you guys had done it. And uh, Scott Cleary Scooch gave me a bunch of the articles and the pictures. And at one point, I wrote the uh, history of the of lacrosse in Jacksonville and covered those early years. And I talked to a bunch of the uh, a bunch of the guys, and you know, I. I called a game last night called uh, Army U- UMass, so my brain's a little frazzled right now. But um, uh, the Hall of Famer who from Fleming Island, um, the Navy uh, Navy pilot um, from West Genesee, uh, it'll come to me as soon as I get off the show. Um, 
one of your teammates. Mike Basel. Yeah, Mike, Mike Basel. Mike Basel from West yeah. Genesee. Sorry, sorry, Mike. <laughs> you know, he was still coming out a little bit. You know, an, another all-time great lacrosse Hall of Famer and all of the Navy guys that built this program. It was probably at that point, even in 90, it was still over probably 50% Navy guys and then, uh, you know, a few of us transplants. So I, I have a lot of respect for you, Pat. And, you know, I bumped into a few of the guys over the years who stumble upon the show or see us out at, at, at JU. And um, you guys laid the foundation. When I moved here, there were, I think, two goals in town. You know, up at Mayport, and we dragged the other ones around, and we were still practicing downtown at, uh, I think it's called Imerson Field. But uh, you know, thank you for uh, what you and your compatriots did to uh, you know build the brand here. Well, it was it was great fun, and Buzz, by the way, he's the best lacrosse player I ever saw. God, that yeah. guy was good. Yeah. Uh, but it, 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 I, I just stumbled on. I was just listening to the station, and I, and I just wanted to call and say. Thanks, guys. Keep it going. Uh, you're doing great work. Well, thanks, Pat, and hopefully we'll see you out at the fields one day. Yeah, sure. I still go every now and then out to JU, or and I, Flagler sounds like I got to go down there. It's I a great see what's scene. Going on. It's a great scene. It's easy to get to, and it's uh, Coach Duncan's a great guy, and he's he's built something special down there. Yeah, it sounds like it. Anyway, hey, thanks, guys. Keep it up. All right, thanks, Pat. That was pretty cool. Yeah, one of the original guys. Uh, I mean, obviously the armadillo's been around a long time. We, I still play. You, you sometimes play. Jim doesn't really play too much anymore. But it's nice to see that that guy started. What did he say? 1972, I think. Yeah, I'm before, way before I'm I was have to born. To break out that history oh, of we go. <laughs> history of lacrosse in in Jacksonville because I named a lot of those guys, and right now I can't. I couldn't even recall one of the greatest lacrosse players of all time who lives in our town, Mike Buzzle, out there in uh, Clay County. Um, so, the game. I want to talk a little bit about the game, uh, the Army UMass game, just because of the scene and what they put together up there. It was it was really special. Um, Jason Breo, I met him at Lake Placid uh, briefly. I I didn't play much because I got that I got banged up. Um, but he he knows Coach Kerwick, and so he he asked us if we would call that game, and you know took care of us, flew us up there. Um, and there was a lot there's a lot of moving parts to put something on like that. The stadium was a former minor league soccer stadium, so it was a great size. I think the final total is probably going to be over 4,000 people there. ton of Army presence. Uh, we tailgated and hung out with the UMass people. Jason's uh, son, Grant, had a couple of goals. He's a two-way beast at midfield for uh, for UMass. And now I'm going to be following these teams. Like I feel like I'm fans, a fan of both teams. Obviously, I know Coach Alberici, but I got to meet a legend in Coach Canella who's just – Inside Lacrosse did a piece on him this week. If you get a chance, go read the the story about building the UMass program and and Coach Canella's, uh, um, you know what what he what he's done up there for thirty years. Yeah, that's a long time. And uh, and Chris, we got a pretty good game out of it. Oh yeah, talk uh, we talked we talked about it in the How'd first we segment. Sound? You sounded good. Again, it, it came. I, I don't know all the behind the scenes stuff, but it actually came across really really well. The production was great, obviously with ESPN. You and Coach Kerwick did a, it did a great job, Thank and then you. to have such a great game on top of that in the beginning of the cross season is just perfect. Well, the high school game before us was Lambert and Roswell, and oh, it was and it was overtime. Wow! I actually got got the final goal on video, and I was messing around. We were standing up there, uh, and I did did a little play by play to it. I think Roswell won. I mean, it's just high level, you know, best 
couple so, of the best teams in Georgia. So, Ray, in Georgia. When, you, when you were watching that game, did you take notes? Because we're actually – Ponte is going to be playing Roswell later this season. I, w- I want to see – I was uh, still trying to study the Army and UMass <laughs> rosters at that point. So, 904-641-1010. We've got some uh, time left this segment open just to uh, cover some things. I, I got a, a text from Lee Roggenberg. Uh, from, from Florida Lacrosse News, who does a, a great job covering all lacrosse, and he wanted to he wanted to um, do a Zoom call that he's going to post, and um, just talking about how how I got into this in the radio show, and so I know we do have some new listeners out there. I I had the idea to do lacrosse on the radio games, and I had done um, one game probably 20 years ago. It was Episcopal versus Paxson on TV on the, one of the local channels, and they asked me to do it. I had never done it before, but um, then in 2011, I, I did the JU games from the uh, scaffolding high atop a windy uh, field, and I just liked doing it. And then I, I had talked to uh, one of the Creekside guys uh, uh, about possibly doing a game on the radio, and I met Steve Griffin, the general manager, who's gotten into lacrosse. Now he's a lacrosse junkie, and, I, and he's like, I don't know, what would it sound like? I said, well, if it's done right, it'll sound like a good basketball game on the radio. And... Um, I sent him some videos. It was, at that time, it was even ten, you know twelve years ago. Hard to find good games on YouTube, but I sent him a couple of games that were well produced. And I, I said, because he didn't know the sport, I said, just listen to it, and if we do it like basketball, it'll sound good. And he did it. And you know, they here at Ten Ten XL, you have to give them a lot of credit because they they want to cover local sports. And my goal wasn't to tell the lacrosse people about lacrosse. I wanted to tell the sports fans about lacrosse in North Florida and recognize the players and the coaches. And that's why I love doing the radio show. Podcasts are great, but but it's a niche audience. You know, you're nobody's just going to randomly listen to a podcast about lacrosse, but if somebody has it on 1010XL here on Super Bowl Sunday, wanted us to break down uh, how many times Taylor Swift's going to be on the screen, I, I, they might get some interest in lacrosse. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Well, it was nice that we got, I mean, randomly got Pat to call in. He played a long time ago and just happened to be listening to the radio station. So, obviously, you know, he's a lacrosse fan, but it's nice that uh, he came across the show. And we we bump into people at Jacksonville University all the time who, uh, you know, the old-time lacrosse players are moved here and they have a lacrosse background and they're just lacrosse fans. But when I hear from sports fans that, oh, you're the guy from the radio, it's it's really cool because that, that was kind of the mission. Yeah, and, uh, you know, again, I, it was, you know, um, you know your vision to to bring it to this point has been uh, it's been pretty incredible and because it hasn't been easy right just anything any startup is never easy. The, the high right school now. games are, are hard. Right. Uh, obviously, certain schools make it easier, like Coach Poe and Coach West, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously Glenn Carter. It's they make it easy. The ads love lacrosse and the coaches promote it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that game. Yeah, and it's great to you know get these kids recognition on, uh, you know on the air like that too because they work really hard at the sport to get really good. It's tough having Ju open three on the road though. It's it is. like I'm, I want to watch them play. Um, I may go up to Duke. I, I don't know. It's a Friday night game now. It was originally Saturday, so now my customer for my real jobs in Charlotte. So I think I can uh, I can finagle going up there on a Friday. Chris. Great opening to the show. Appreciate all of your help. No Great problem. job. Thank you. I appreciate it. Jim Applegate, uh, got to rep UNF a little bit more. Get those boys dialed up. Uh, we'll get we'll, we'll get Coach Stan in here one there day. There we go. He would love to come in here and talk about the program. Well, I want to thank uh, all of our guests, Coach Galloway, Coach Duncan, our callers. This week in LAX 904 has been brought to you by Bar Down Lacrosse. Have a great weekend.
listening to the fastest game on two feet. This week in North Florida lacrosse on 1010XL 92.5 FM.